Minister Dean has done exceptional work in the role. She has led transition of responsibility over child Indigenous children in the system to First Nations. She has overseen uh, the reduction of the number of kids in care to the lowest level we've seen, and it's important work. That's Premier David Eby talking about the exceptional work that Mitzi Dean has done. So exceptional, in fact, that she was shuffled off yesterday into another ministry. And there is now a new Minister of Children and Family Development. Here's the thing. That ministry of Children and Family Development seems like a lost cause, doesn't it? Minister after minister, government after government, no matter which party is in office, fails at making sure kids are looked after and not abused. That seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Just make sure kids are looked after and not abused. And yet, it's nothing but. Because case after case of abuse, sometimes absolutely horrific situations, keep coming up. Now, in this job alone, I mean, I've been here, I don't know, 13 years, I guess. I've probably covered two dozen of these situations involving the ministry where we see a same pattern, a report child in awful conditions, terrible situation. Uh, Sometimes a child is killed as a result. Nothing seems to happen. Promises of getting something done. Minister sometimes gets shuffled off, sometimes not. And it's just rinse and repeat the same thing over and over again. So how is this going to be different? Like what needs to happen to change? Well, Adam Olson is the BC Green Party MLA for Saanich North and was calling for the removal of Mitzi Dean from the ministry for quite some time. He joins us now to talk more about it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the invitation. So when you heard this, did you think, all right, finally, maybe we'll get something done here? Um, well, I mean, I, I, uh, it's, it's interesting to hear the Premier's uh, comments. When I first heard about it, uh, I was sort of taken aback by the timing of it. It's been a call that has been uh, made uh, for the minister to resign or to be replaced uh, for a number of months now. So as we're, I guess, heading into the spring session, uh, the Premier shuffled his cabinet. And um, But, you know, I, I think uh, some of the comments that I've heard uh, the Premier make uh, celebrating the progress, and then that I think as you quite rightly framed, uh, if, it, if, the, if the results, if, if the work has been successful, then why do we need uh, a new minister? And uh, why did we, you know, why did the, does the Premier frame it as a, a reluctant decision? <laughs> Um, you know, like these are uh, it's a very interesting language that, uh, that this government is using. And, um, you know, as you as you've said uh, uh, in the lead in here, um, this ministry has been uh, uh, systemically challenged uh, over a number of governments, over a number of ministers. And um, my hope is, is that uh, the premier's reluctance to make the change uh, turns into um uh, um, uh, an urgency that's needed in order to protect the most vulnerable children in our in our society. And so what do we do then? Like if, if you were to say this is what needs to be done to start to fix a situation, what is it? Well, I, um, as we've previously talked about, I think the senior leadership uh, of the of the ministry, both at, at the political and at the bureaucratic level, um, uh, you know, we we canvassed whether or not the minister was you know, prepared to make the changes, it was pretty clear that uh, that rather than making the, the transformative changes that are needed in order for us to not be continuing to have this conversation or to be telling these stories, uh, was not, the, the, the former minister was not prepared to deliver that. And so um, at that point, we called for, uh, very uniquely, in fact, I, this is the only time that I've ever done this, 
called for the the minister to be re- replaced and and what that does is it is it helps us turn the corner um, however the next step of this is to ensure that the premier uh, is fully seized with uh, the job at hand which is that that transformation of a system that has let so many British Columbians down and is frankly uh, an embarrassment for our province and so um, we look to now um, Minister Grace Lore and uh, whether or not they will be prepared uh, to to lead that transformation, very very short uh, timeline uh, and until the next election. So, how does the new minister set the stage for an incoming uh, new government uh, later this year? And then the second piece to that is how does the minister, how does the premier support the minister by providing the resources uh, that they need in order to be successful? Now, I understand the deputy minister has also been moved out. New deputy minister coming in. Do you view that as a positive here as well? Depends. Uh, it's positive that, that, that there's a leadership change in the senior uh, parts of the bureaucracy. It depends on how they handle this. You know, I think it would be much, uh, it would be very advantageous for them to bring in somebody from the outside. I think it would be, there's, there's a lot of um, um, Indigenous people who've been working in this field for a long time, and far too many Indigenous youth uh, in the child welfare system. I think uh, having somebody with that experience would be um, uh, would, would be uh, welcome. I, I definitely think that that uh, that that new leadership at the at the bureaucratic level needs to be from the outside of the ministry, not uh, simply moving someone up uh, from within. There needs to be uh, a, a, a fresh look at how the minister how the ministry um, works, and uh, I, I don't know that the, the people from the inside have that. Um, have that uh, that context that's needed in terms of the, the transformative change. We've seen the leadership defend and apologize uh, the ministry for the ministry. Uh, now, what we need is is for the leadership to transform it. Is it possible to clean house in a dramatic fashion so that you can say this is what accountability looks like? Is that too challenging in a ministry of that size? Well, that's not, you know, interesting how you frame that, because that's not what happened here. As, as we've said, you know, it's like the, 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 the premier's reluctant. The, yeah. the, new, the former minister leaves reluctantly. Uh, the, the, the premier used, and, and, you know, one of the, the, the most shocking um, things that the premier said yesterday was that he's not surprised uh, that this ministry um, uh, and this system uh, has faced significant challenges. The, the challenges that, that he's talking about the horrific, the, the heinous this, uh, cases that we see, uh, you know, month after month, year after year from this ministry um, should be surprising to us. We, we should be very surprised. We should be appalled that that's what's happening uh, in, in uh, the, the child welfare system in this province. So have we resigned ourselves to this just being the status quo? that we're going to continue to hear these stories. And I don't, uh, I reject that. I don't think that we, we should. As a wealthy society, I think we owe it to the most vulnerable families and the most vulnerable children uh, that we provide them the support uh, in a dignified way and that, uh, and that we can look to the rest of the world and say, if, you're, if you want to see a successful child welfare system, British Columbia has it because we've, we've made that. But it, it seems like to some extent, you know, we're not surprised at, at the, uh, the the heinous accounts that we continue to hear. We're not surprised that children in care go missing. 
um, that should be very surprising uh, to us. And and I think that that's fundamentally what needs to change. Yeah. Why do you think this happened now? I mean, are there new more reports coming out? Is like what's going on? Well, I mean, uh, to some extent, uh, we've been waiting for a, a bit of a cabinet shuffle because we're in an election year. You know, I'm, when it when the calendar turned from 23 to 24 as an elected <laughs> provincial politician, you know, it became very clear that, that one of the next big events is going to be an electoral event. So, you know, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if there are other uh, changes that happen. I'm, I'm somewhat surprised that that there haven't been more uh you know, uh, pieces move in, in terms of the cabinet. Uh, however, you know, I think that uh, what happened in, in the, the fall of 2023, when um, the, uh, the issues surrounding uh, the, the, the changes to the, to the hub model for uh, children mm-hmm. with uh, neurodiverse uh, needs, uh, um, supporting children with neurodiverse needs, uh, the premier allowed the minister to stand up repeatedly and respond uh, to the questions that were directed to the premier and to the minister. And then after the session was, was closed down, uh, then reversed that. And so it appears that uh, the premier is reluctant to be accountable, held accountable uh, in, in session when we're, when we're there asking questions in question period, and that he prefers to do this business uh, outside of session. And, you know, perhaps this, this timing provides a bit of distance from the from the next uh, from from the next question and question period, and it gives the new minister of children and family development, Minister Grace Law, an opportunity to to get to know the file. Well, we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for your time on this. Yeah, thank you for for yours. That's Adam Olson, BC Green Party MLA for Saanich North, has been very vocal in his calls for change at the Ministry of Children and Family Development. And now that there is a new minister, new deputy minister, is this the change that we need? Well, we hope to talk to the new minister about that at some point this week. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.